the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It is Tuesday, Tuesday in New York City, listening to the Rolling Stones. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Well, we're easing into June, uh, even though um, we're all working hard. Uh, the city looks like it's bustling. I want to thank uh, Chief of Staff Frank Carone for spending some time with us last night. And I, I hope if there's one thing you took away uh, is that there is a phone call Every morning, I think it's seven days a week at 8 a.m. with the leadership team uh, of the city of New York, you know, led by the mayor, to make sure we are doing the best that we could possibly do here in the city of New York. And this is their month of the budget. And listen, money makes the world go round. And, and I, you know, Chief of Staff Carone said something about, oh, Arthur, I didn't realize you were so focused on the budget. But I remember when I was in school, I was in college at the State University of New York in Purchase. That's an acting school. I went there because I wanted to be an actor. Wesley Snipes went there. Stanley Tucci went there. Edie Falco went there. Parker Posey went there, etc., etc. And I thought I was going to be one of those people until I realized if you want to be an actor, I, I, a phrase that you need to be very familiar with is, would you like mashed potatoes, french fries, or rice with your order? Meaning that before you're an actor or an actress, or I don't know if you could say actress anymore, you're an actor, you always usually have to have some sort of other side job. Usually it tends to be some waiting job, and I didn't want to do that. So I switched over to political science, and one of my professors was a professor named Hank Savage. And uh, he had worked in the Lindsay administration, and he taught a great political science class about New York City government. As a matter of fact, I dragged, uh, at the time, current city councilman Sal Albanese up to my college, up to Purchase in Westchester to address the class about what goes on in City Hall and, and in the City Council. It was pretty fascinating, especially at the time. I was whatever I was, 18, 19, learning about all that stuff. Um, but I remember asking Hank Savage, who, who had a, a nice job in City Hall with Mayor Lindsay, if you could be... Uh, one person in City Hall or in charge of one agency, what would it be? And now we're talking about uh, 35 years ago about, and I remember his answer. He said I'd be the head of OMB, Office of Management and Budget. And we didn't even know what that was, but he was like, that's who really controls the budget. That's who decides what agency gets what money. And 
you know, th- th- yeah, and that's a big deal. How much does sanitation get? How much does the Department of Education get? How much does homeless services get? How much does the Parks Department get? Think about it, folks. We pay all of these taxes in all different forms of taxes, right, from the obvious city taxes to the muni meters to your car registration. Well, that may be a state tax, but you 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 get the drift. We're always paying taxes. And so we give the government all this these taxes, and, and we're giving it to the city, we're giving it to the state, and we're giving it to Uncle Sam. Um, so the money that goes to the city, where does it go and how is it distributed? And that's what the Office of Management and Budget is really, that's their primary focus. And that is happening right now. I ran into my councilman, Justin Brannon, who was at a guest on the show last week, and I ran into him personally, and I said, look, I want to make sure that our neighborhood is getting taken care of. I, you know, I, I'm raising a family there. I have little kids. I want to make sure the parks are great. I want to make sure the schools are great. Um, I don't know the statistics, but I would think the homeowners in Bay Ridge, the, the real estate taxes uh, that we pay because there are a lot of single-family homes, homes, so the real estate taxes are pretty significant. Uh, you know, I want to make sure that the neighborhood is the best that it could be. And, you know, Justin Brown is the finance chair, so he should have a, a lot of say and a lot of juice and a lot of clout in getting some money for his district. Um, so that is one thing uh, in the front of my mind in the month of June. It doesn't sound very sexy. It doesn't. Say, it's not going to make the headlines the way we're going to talk about some of the headlines that are being made today. But in terms of how it affects your daily life, in terms of how clean your streets are, how safe your streets are, how fast the fire department gets to your home in the case of an emergency, guess who? Who helps make all of that happen? Money. Well, what helps it is money, and who helps it is OMB, uh, along with, obviously, uh, the city council. But the primary focus of the, or the people who are working on it at, at City Hall, as Chief of Staff Carone said yesterday, is uh, the, uh, the Office of Management and Budget. So when you see those little articles in the newspaper or online, wherever you're looking at your news these days, hopefully it's always on AM 970, The Answer. Um, and at this time, it's the, it's the only place to find local talk radio on your whole AM dial. Um, pay attention to what's going on in the budget because it matters and it really affects your life personally. Um, speaking of what's in the news, what is on you know the cover of or being reported heavily, I should say, is Matthew McConaughey. He is a very famous actor and he's also a very famous gun owner. And the pictures are all over the place. He uh, was in the White House briefing room today at the podium, that same room where you hear the daily briefings uh, from the um, press secretary and at times the president himself. I was going to say him or herself, but we're not there yet, folks. Uh, And basically what he's saying is, quote, um, I am uh, responsible gun owners like myself are fed up with the Second Amendment being abused and hijacked by deranged individual individuals. Um, he is from the town uh, where the tragedy, the massacre of all those little beautiful kids, Uvalde uh, in Texas. That's where he's from. Um, and Matthew McConaughey is a gun owner himself. He's 52 years old. He insisted he wasn't anti-guns. And, uh, but he did say, um, during a 20 minute speech today that he, he said a lot of things on a broad scale, but on a micro scale, he said that 
he believes the age should be increased to 21 years old to buy a semi-automatic uh, machine gun. Uh, he believes that there should be a waiting period and some background checks. And he believes there should be some red flag laws in every state. Um, I agree with him. I mean, I, I, I sound like a broken record, but back in the day when I was getting cats, when I was in a, literally cats, when I was a uh, swinging, singing bachelor, and I wanted a little company, and I wanted to go to the North Shore Animal League, I'd have, I think, th- at least three people who they would call. I think it was while I was there, um, and they had to verify my background. Like, was I responsible enough to own a cat, a stray cat? We don't think that the same should be done for an 18-year-old who wants to buy an AK-47. I, you know, look, I, I, I you know, I just... <laughs> It's pretty commonsensical to me. I you mean, you have to go to school, or at least most of us do, and take a test to drive a car, but you don't have to do that to to buy a weapon of, of, of we know now, mass destruction. I don't see it really trampling on Second Amendment rights to own a weapon by saying, we want to make sure that you're a responsible person who will handle this weapon responsibly, I think there should be absolute mandatory training um, because while that person is being trained, whoever the trainer is should also be keyed in to whether or not this is an individual who, at least to this trainer, appears to be someone who uh, is responsible and isn't going to do anything crazy with the weapon. Think about it. If they have to come to two days of training over a a three-week period, so you see them in different environments... Or, or different stages in their life. Um, it should be someone who's kind of like, I don't know, taking their temperature. Do I feel comfortable that this person should be walking around or have access to this kind of a weapon? Um, something's got to be done. I mean, the status quo isn't working. Diana, my partner, um, she agrees with my friend Frank on the radio, who thinks that we should not breathe any, give any oxygen to all of these stories of guns and gun violence because it just encourages others to follow suit. That's, that's just not how I operate. Uh, I guess as a lawyer in, you know, I'm always advocating. So it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut about such a topic that is so heart wrenching. I still haven't looked at the pictures of all those 21 little innocent babies. So, but Matthew McConaughey made a point today. You'll see it all over the place, uh, all over your websites, all over your news coverage. And you know what? Good for him. He obviously has enough juice to go jump on the White House podium. Um, the Department of Homeland Security, they scared us a little bit by putting out a warning saying, we're afraid there's going to be another terrorist attack. So um, I want to educate you all on that. Uh, I called uh, NYD, NYPD Police Commissioner Emeritus um, Bernard Carrick. So he's going to jump on the line with us next, and we're going to talk about this threat and what we need to do as New Yorkers, because we are the number one target for terrorism in the world. So stay tuned for Bernie Carrick. We'll be right back. On 
Arthur Idala here, attorney at law, and I can tell you that planning for the future is important. Protecting you and your family is essential. If you're not around to make decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. A will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, your overall estate plan. Attend a Connors & Sullivan free seminar, and you will have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Monday, June 27th at Buckley's Inn Marine Park at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Tuesday, June 28th at Conley's Corner in Maspeth at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Wednesday, June 29th at the Greenhouse Cafe in Bay Ridge at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Thursday, June 30th at the Adria Hotel in Bayside at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. If you can't make any of these free seminars, call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. And remember, folks, as Mike Connors always says, the big biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Aw, you didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for them. This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. <clears throat> Jamie. Can you hold on one second? Uh, I gotta take this call. But remember, birthdays are about togetherness. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call Top Gun, right, Cimbalino? Yes, it is. The original Top Gun, not the uh, not the Maverick edition. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you talk about the danger zone, by the way, I watched the original Top Gun uh, this past Saturday night after studying law all day, and I went downstairs. I said, I'm going to study till 10, and then I'm going to put down uh, the old Top Gun because everyone who's seen the new one says it's great, but there are references to the old one. It's been so long since I've seen the old one, even though it's my buddy Mike Weiss's favorite movie and uh 
I, I when I was around him back in the day a lot more, I guess it was on a, a lot. But it is it still holds up the Top Gun. But I heard the new one is even better. But re- regarding that song in the Danger Zone, when it popped up on the phones uh, earlier today that the Department of Homeland Security has uh, warned of a heightened threat environment. Uh, my team of Joan and Matt Sambolin immediately immediately said, let's see if we could get Bernie Carrick. So without further ado, the New York City Police Commissioner, the former boss of Rikers Island when it ran properly, my friend Bernard Carrick. Hello, Commissioner. How are you? What's up, my man? Oh, just just working for a living, Bernie. You know, I, I'm I'm unlike you. I'm not independently wealthy, so I, you know, I I need to uh, come into the office every day. But um, well, I uh, here, here's the first question. I here's the first question. When you know when we saw this this threat and it, it popped up, and I I know Fox is running it. I saw it. I think in the Daily News is running it. That Department of of Homeland Security issued a bulletin warning of quote heightened threat environment, violent months ahead. Um, we were wondering if, when we spoke to you whether you were going to like poo-poo it and say, listen, this happens on a somewhat regular basis because it's a slow news day. It's being more publicized or, or if this is something that, you know, we really need to be concerned about. So right from Commissioner Carrick, who knows a thing or two about uh, terrorism, international terrorism, uh, give us the update, Bernard Carrick. Well, look, if I was, uh, you know, if I was a betting man, um, and I'm not really a betting man, but if I were, um, I would say the chances of uh, threats to the U.S. right now are pretty good. Uh, and the reason being, you know, the international community, the national security community, the local thugs, everybody and their brother is watching what's going on in this country right now. Um, they're watching what's going on with the Biden administration, uh, what's going on on the streets of our cities. Uh, you can't tell me that when you look at this uh, across the board, across the country, that you can't see lapses, substantial lapses in national security, in a local, uh, state, uh, federal law enforcement. There are lapses beyond anything I've ever seen, Arthur, anything. Um, so I, I believe, uh, you know, DHS is picking up chatter um, if they're getting intel uh, about threats. Um, I would I would take it for uh, what they're saying and, uh, you know, do the best I could to be prepared. So this is this is a, a national warning. But uh, I was at one of the police athletic league lunches years ago when uh, at the time police commissioner Ray Kelly was uh, was, the, was the acting was the sitting commissioner. And he spoke and we talked about uh, terrorist targets and, you know, he talked about New York being far and away the number one target. And I actually asked the question. I said, well, wouldn't Washington, D.C., you know, be a, a target pretty high up there? And he said it's not even close. He's like, they're always he's targeting right. New York. They always want to take New York down. That's he's exactly right. Now, listen, and I, and I got to say, uh, you know, nobody would know this stuff better than uh, Ray. You know, he was in that position for 12 years. Number one. Number two. Um, after I left office, he built up um, the counterterrorism units, the uh, the, the uh, FBI Joint Terrorist Task Force, to a point that it's unmatched by any municipality or state government in the country. Uh, and the reason being is because New York City is always going to be a primary threat. 
the number one threat. I agree with everything he said. Um, you know, we have the economic capital of the world, uh, you know, Wall Street. We've got uh, more people in New York City than any other city in the country. Uh, it's, it's what you would call in the world of terrorism a target-rich environment, right? Um, so he's right. It's always going to be the number one target. Um, you know, when you think of Washington, D.C., you've got a bunch of, you know, government buildings that for the most part are pretty secure. Um, New York City, you've got hard targets, soft targets, medium-range targets, uh, not a lot of security on those targets, not the way they should be. And, um, you know, it's always going to be one of the principal targets in the country. And who, who are we afraid of these days, uh, Commissioner Bernard Carrick? Who, you know, who's coming after us? I mean, obviously it was the Middle East, the Middle East, the Middle East. But now, obviously, the tensions with Russia are, are through the roof. Um, you know, we don't have the best relationship with parts of Korea, with parts of China. So, uh, you know, is there a particular enemy we're looking out for? In, in the last 18 months, um, I, I think we basically irritated or annihilated every relationship we had to the point that uh, you know, it, it could be anything, anywhere. Um, I'm constantly concerned about global terror, right, uh, you know, from the days of 9-11. But I'm, I'm going to tell you something, uh, Arthur, and I've said this uh, for the last few years. If anybody asked me in the aftermath of 9-11, what's the greatest threat to this country, I would have said international terrorism, the same people that attacked us on 9-11. But if you ask me that same question today, that's not, that's not what I think the greatest threat against our national security is. I think the greatest threat against our national security is socialism and communism, this massive push by the radical left and, and the socialists. You know, think about it. We have, we have five, we probably have eight socialists today in the the Democratic Party in the House of Representatives. That's insane. Right. That's well, insane. Listen, think, I, I, think back 40, 50 years ago, that would have never happened, ever. I, I, I hear you, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I do want to tap into another well of knowledge that you have that other uh, guests on this show may not have. Because to be honest with you, a lot of people can talk about politics, but not people have... Because, Bernie, I know what you did after 9-11. I know you were in the Middle East. I know you were in Iraq. I know you were all over the place. So I want to pick your brain a little further. This past Saturday, uh, my friend Anthony Weiner started a new show on uh, the channel Down the Dial. And uh, he did a whole segment on Saudi Arabia and the role that Saudi Arabia plays in international terrorism in a... They do it in a stealth-like manner. Could you just educate me a little bit more? Because I, I did find it fascinating, the role that they played. I, you know, I didn't realize of the 19 people who flew planes on that day, I, I'm sure you'll correct me, 15 or 16 were Saudi Arabian and how they get funded. Yeah, they, they, so tell me a little bit about Saudi Arabia's role in international terrorism. Yeah, there were 14 of the 19 uh, that were Saudi nationals. Um, but Saudi and Qatar... There are two countries that have consistently um, trained um, international terrorists um, where, you know, they have these modrasas, uh, these, these schools, these uh, Muslim schools, where they heavily preach, um, you know, the demise of the, of the West, the demise of Israel, uh, attacks on America, attacks on, 
on the West, um, Americans, Brits, Europeans. Um, this is those those two countries specifically, Saudi and Qatar, are two countries that are extremely dangerous, um, and the, uh, Saudi especially has the ability to sort of act as a chameleon um, in doing this because they have diplomatic relationships and they have, you know, friends in the United States in the oil industry. Um, they've been able to basically, you know, keep what they do uh, quiet and secret. But but I have to tell you, when you, when you look at some of the things that goes on in the Middle East, um, you know, Qatar, for example, that's a country that they support um, a bunch of radical causes. You know, I remember a couple of years ago they had a they had a big um, you know football soccer uh, thing in Qatar, and I remember the dais, the the emir of Qatar had a big dais of people um, that he invited from around the world. In the front row of that dais, um, you would basically say we're all global terrorists. You know, heads of state. And now they're, they're hosting the World Cup. Around the world. Now, and now they're, yeah, it's a, that's where I was going. Now they're hosting the World Cup. You know, it's, uh, it's a crazy environment, man, because these, these, are, these are the countries where these people are trained, where they're funded, where they come from. You know, I lived in the Middle East for almost 10 years. I worked for the royal family of Saudi Arabia for four and a half. I worked for the King of Jordan for five I worked for uh, Mohammed bin Rashid, who is the ruler of Dubai. Um, it's uh, and I and I was in Iraq. I know it pretty well, and and I can tell you, it's still a threat um, to the West. Uh, not as not as vocal, not as loud, not as um, published, uh, publicized as it used to be. Um, but they're still out there. Their hatred for our country hasn't gone anywhere. It's still there. Yeah. So, so that's you know, that's pretty scary. International threats—that's pretty scary, right? Yeah. I, uh, okay. Well, listen. I appreciate uh, Bernard Carrick, the former NYPD commissioner. Thank you for finding the time and squeezing us in. I know you're in high demand, and I guess the only thing that us citizens can do is uh, what they what the NYPD saying is is you know if you see something, say something, be vigilant, keep your eyeballs open, and uh, you know don't hesitate uh, to make a phone call to nine one one if something doesn't smell right. Correct? Yeah, Arthur. Listen, I, I just want to stress that because you know what? How many incidents do we see? Where after the incident, you always hear people say, you know, I, I knew it. I thought it. I felt it. I saw it. You know what? If you feel it, you think it, you see it, then call somebody and tell them. And let them make a determination whether it's right or wrong. Well, there you go. There's a man who you're hearing from who knows how to fight domestic crime and international crime. Former Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick, thank you so much, Bernie, for finding the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Art. All right. We'll be back to the Authorized Dollar Power Hour right after this. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight at 7, it's travel night. That means Valerie Delia and Kevin McCullough will be discussing all the fun new places to go and things to see. That's tonight at 7, only on AM 970, The Answer. The following is a paid political announcement. Hi, I'm Frank Pallotta. 
conservative Republican running for United States Congress in the 5th District. President Biden and Governor Murphy continue to push their radical left-wing agenda with no signs of letting up. Their plan to politicize our children's education and mismanage our economy has eroded our freedoms and challenged our way of life. I will continue to stand up for parental rights, our children's future, and our freedoms. On June 7th, vote for a true conservative leader. I'm Frank Pallotta, and I approve this message. Paid for by Pallotta for Congress. People with cancer prefer Dr. Lederman's innovative cancer treatment. Many are so disappointed not to get the same care elsewhere. Dr. Lederman is first in Western Hemisphere with body radio surgery, non-invasive, highly successful outpatient cancer treatment where we attack cancer. No cutting, no bleeding. Dr. Lederman's first. When all others thought standard treatment was okay, Dr. Lederman doesn't settle for okay. Why should you? For newer recurrent cancers, most anywhere in the body, even if chemo, surgery, or radiation didn't work, isn't tolerated, or isn't wanted. The original, Dr. Lederman. Don't settle for excuses and imitation. Call Dr. Lederman, two and two choices, two and two choices, for appointment and free booklet DVD. 1384 Broadway at 38th, most insurance, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. Don't be disappointed elsewhere. Call Dr. Lederman, two and two choices, two and two choices. Want more? AM 970 The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 Fan Club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. We're starting you up on a Tuesday evening here in New York City, 45th Street and 5th Avenue, sitting at my desk in Midtown Manhattan. I am surrounded by legal geniuses, Robert Aiello, Johnny Esposito, otherwise known as Johnny Beach, Frankie Schifondo, or Billy, depending on who you ask. Uh, they wanted to come in and see how the greatness is made, so I, I welcome them aboard. I, uh, I have my list that I get um, from my man, Matt Sambolino. It's uh, Prince today. Would have been 64 years old. He hit the boards at 57. What a bummer, man. He was a very talented uh, man. Dean Martin would have been 105 today. He died on Christmas 1995 at the age of 78. Now, this is my man, Mr. Bitter, who calls in. Emily Ratajkowski, actress and model. She's 31. She's right, right. Perfect age for you, Mr. Bitter. And uh, let's see, who else we got? We got a, there's so many. Mike Pence, former U.S. president, 63. Good age to be running for president. Not everyone else wants to run president or pushing 80. Liam Neeson, 70 years old. Jenny Jones, the talk show host, is 76. And Tom Jones, 
Yo, Sambolino. Oh, I know. We're going to get some Dean Martin and some Prince. That's why they're highlighted. He's so good, Sambolino, man. He gives me all the updates. Thank you, Matthew. Matthew, you're there. You, you sleeping? Wake up, man. No, no. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All right. You know how old Tom Jones is today? I'm going to say he's 82. 82. And, you, you know, this whole month, just so we're clear, it is LGBTQIA plus Pride Month. That's a mouthful. Um, you know, I could take a stab at what some of these letters stand for. I, I'm going to look it up later because I'm, I'm very interested. Uh, today when I was in court, speaking of looking things up, on the judge's law secretary's desk, that's the lawyer who works with the judge. I don't know where that name came from. But they have a huge old uh, dictionary. And I was a little nervous before the argument. And, yes, it's fine to be nervous. I cracked open the dictionary. And the word that was there was kid gloves. And it says, you know, handling someone with kid gloves means something carefully. Kid gloves are made from kid leather. Now, Rob Aiello, do you know what kid leather is? No idea. No, no idea, right? I don't know. Johnny Beach, you know what kid leather no, right? no idea. Bitter, you know what kid, kid leather is? Nope. Kid leather is leather made from baby goats, and it is very, very soft. So when you want to treat someone with kid gloves, you're using, you're using a very, very soft leather. So I learned that. I also learned that the first word in the dictionary of the F, after they talk about F and the origins of the word F, is fable. F-A-B-L-E. Fable. Uh, L-G-B-T-Q-I-A. Yo, Cobra. Cobra just walked in, otherwise known as Imran Ansari. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer or questioning, intersex, and asexual or allies. Um, okay, there's the answer. Uh, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, you know, you learn something new every day. Speaking of learning something new, I, I, look, I'm not going to go down the road with all of those words mean, especially with Rob Aiello here. I don't want to offend him. He's a very conservative guy. Uh, that's a joke. Dr. Glenn Losek. You know, we just spoke to Commissioner Bernard Carrick, very serious guy on a very serious subject. And obviously, Dr. Uh, Glenn is very serious as well. He's a psychiatrist. He's a physician. He's an MD. He's a singer. He's a songwriter. He's an author. But what I, I want to talk to him about is a book that he put together. It's a big kind of, I guess they call it a coffee table book, called The Bonds We Share, Images of Humanity, 40 Years Around the Globe. Uh, Dr. Glenn Losak, it's Arthur Idala. Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. How are you, doctor? Arthur, you cheered me up. I can't top anything that you just focused on, I'll tell you. But thanks well, for having me. No, no, it's my pleasure. And I did go online, um, and he... Um, I saw a preview of your book. It's a beautiful book. I do. Thank my you. office in Midtown is right across the street from Barnes and Nobles. I hope I could scoot in there and pick one up and, and put it on my coffee table that I have here at the law offices of Adala, Bertuna, and Cammons. Um, I just want to preview this little, this little segment that I'm doing with you about photography to tell you how proud I am of my grandfather, Artie Idala. Uh, I'm proud of him for a lot of things. Number one, for bringing my father into the world, because without that, I wouldn't be here. But um, my grandfather was the uh, photographer for the Daily Mirror newspaper here in New York. Now, you're a Brooklyn boy. Do you remember the Daily Mirror? Absolutely. Sure. Right. So he had his own, uh, he was the inquiring photographer. I believe he had a big speed graphic camera where unlike today, we reach into our pocket, pull out our phone, and you could literally take five 
pictures in a second, maybe ten pictures right. in a second. He, you know, you only had one shot at getting one one great photograph, and uh, he was he would go out. I mean, besides covering regular beats like with of they did a lot with in the city with the mayor he would go out on the city streets and photograph individuals and talk to them and ask them like the question of the day and he had his own column in the mirror but growing up uh i would remember he wouldn't say take a photograph he would say make a photograph he goes i want to make a picture because back then it, it was really about creating really making it because the breaking down how do you had to process the film it's not, it's not everything it was an instant uh, back in the day. So, Dr. Glenn, tell us, you know, obviously you're, you're a medical doctor, you're a psychiatrist, but what made you go on this journey uh, over, where would you go to, 40 years around the globe? You went to yeah, all different go. countries, 50 nations? Talk to us. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'd love to, and thanks again for having me. Uh, I, uh, you know, I developed this book because of the divisiveness anger, hatred, bigotry that exists in this world. And I guess I wanted to show that people are more similar to each other than wanting to kill each other every second of the day. So there's sort of pictures of humanity, people that are, they look different than you and me. I'm from Brooklyn. I talk like I come from Brooklyn, right? Church so, Avenue and Ocean Parkway, baby. Church Avenue and Ocean Parkway. There's, there's a big sign there. Glenn Losack was born here. And now the boy. <laughs> so, you know, so I said, you know, look, I, I've been taking pictures. I've won all these awards. Let's get a book that shows people that are, that look different. But basically in, inside, they're, they're this, we're all the same. As a psychiatrist, uh, mental illnesses, are, you know, people sort of have the same service. I don't know if that's a Jewish word. It's power problems. So I'll, I'll, you know, I'll show off. So, you know, so I figured I, uh, Apollo Publishers, God bless them, said, let's put a book together, with, you know, 200 plus pictures and show the world that we're, uh, we all can smile and get along and look good and be, you know, sort of like, you know, the commonality of humanity. The just to give, just, Dr. Glenn, just to give people some idea, because I, I perused it online, uh, it's everything literally from being in India to the Dominican Republic, to uh, Brooklyn, and I see you have a bunch of pictures of the Hasidic community and all these little Hasidic kids, to uh, Times Square with the women with their butts, their backsides hanging out with American oh. flags on, painted onto them, uh, all, all, all over. And I, I, I love the message, and the message is all around the globe, we are, we're all humans, and we're not Democrats, we're not Republicans, we're not conservatives, we're not liberals. Before we're everything else, we're all human beings. And I think the message in this book from someone as intelligent as you are, as a doctor, as a psychiatrist, I think it's a message that needs to be passed around the entire globe. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And the portions of the book, I hope, will go to Doctors Without Borders, who is the most amazing organization. Their first at any catastrophe, you know, except my own personal ones, but you know, they're there. <laughs> well, let's, let's keep them out of your, your own personal catastrophes. Dr. <laughs> Glenn Losek, tell people real quick, if they want to pick up a copy of the bonds we share, what's the easiest way for them to do it? Cause it's really a beautiful book. Thank you so much again for that. It's uh, Amazon Barnes and Nobles. Just press the button on your computer. The bonds we share by Glenn Losek, L-O-S-A-C-K. I'm all over the web. Leave all it. right. 
And now you're now you understand how many books you're going to sell now because you are on the Author I Dollar Power Hour. You're probably going to run out. If I were you, I would call the publisher to do a whole nother reprint because they're going to fly off the shelves. Amazon, the, the site may crash. All right. God bless you. God, God has blessed me, and hopefully it will continue to bless me. I got Rob Aiello in, in studio with me. I mean, how much more of a blessing can I get? Folks, it's a uh, happy Tuesday here. We're, we're trying to, you know, we spoke about gun control. We spoke about terrorism. Let's speak about some positive things, some happy things. Let's go, Rangers. Let's go, Rangers. Tonight we got a governor's debate. We're going to have Hochul and Swazi and Jumani Williams. Uh, that's on CBS right after the Idola Power Hour. You can watch, you can listen to McCullough and watch the debate at the same time. I'm going to take a breath of air and I'll be right back. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 so in life, throws you uh-ohs, just save, better get Mako. And visit the paint and auto body experts at Mako today. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from Nitsa and the Ad Council. Thanks, everyone, for baking your way here on this toasty morning. Are you all ready to jam? Excellent. Before we get rolling, let's start by hashing out everything bagel we'll be discussing. Profit margins are okay, but they could maybe be butter. Sorry, I don't mean to waffle. Next quarter, it's all or muffin. Did you have a question, sausage patty? Um, my name's Patricia. When you can't take your mind off breakfast, it matters where you stay. Delicious breakfast available at our Hilton family of brands. Hilton, for the stay. To my listeners over 75 or their family members, grab a pen and jot down this number. If you or a loved one are 75 or older and own a $100,000 or larger life insurance policy, you could receive cold hard cash. That's right. Cash for your life insurance policy. Folks at We Buy 75 are able to convert your life insurance into cash right now. So write down the number 844-WE-BUY-75. Inflation shows no sign of slowing and you need cash and you may need it fast. So you can get cash right now for your life insurance policy. And We Buy 75 will appraise your policy for free. Just call 844-WE-BUY-75. Get rid of those insurance premiums. You're over 75 and can use the cash to pay bills or anything you need. Call 844-WE-BUY-75. That's 844-932-8975. Call now or visit WeBuy75.com today. Jersey Central Power and Light offers these easy tips to help you save money on your electric bill. Save 3% by setting your thermostat 1 degree cooler in the winter or warmer in the summer. LED light bulbs use only about half the energy of compact fluorescent bulbs. And an electric blanket can cost you twice as much as your TV on your monthly electric bill. So assess your gadgets. 
For more helpful tips, visit energysavenj.com. This message, sponsored by JCPNL and aired in cooperation with the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. Kevin McCullough is next on AM970, The Answer. Has a lot of tunes. Not. I know it's LGBTQIA plus month, but is it? I mean, everybody needs some love. I mean, if there's something you want to talk about, I would rather not do it on the airwaves. I mean, you know. Oh, wait, talk you, about it. You may be hearing from my lawyer on that. If we keep uh, going down this road. I thought I was your lawyer. What's the story? You're too expensive for me. Oh, take it easy. Not, no, 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 no. Slip and fall, break your knee, call me, Artie. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a little, oh, Imran, I'm, pro, I'm doing a little personal injury work over here. Imran always gets mad at me because, you know, we do a lot of personal injury law here at Idola Bertuna and Commons, and I often speak of the criminal stuff because that's primarily what I do, but Imran, he's, he's got his foot in both ponds, he, uh, or he swims in both ponds. He does a lot of uh, the personal injury work, but he does a lot of the criminal work as well. So that's, you know, he's a former prosecutor. He's bilegal. Yeah. <laughs> In this month of June, yes, and there's a lot of buy going on, yes. Imran Ansari, you'll hear him Thursday night on uh, Kevin McCullough's show. He will give you, uh, he, and that because he's bi-legal, he can tell you about civil law and criminal law uh, and anything that you want to know. Uh, sticking to a positive theme, um, latest industry stats show positive gains for New York City's tourism. That's a good thing. Um, summer's approaching. And the businesses seem cautiously optimistic by their sales that things are starting to really percolate back up. Statute City Cruises, which operates ferries of the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island, says its number of visitors is up to 70% of pre-pandemic levels. So we got a little ways to go, but we're on our way. But this is a good one. Mayor Adams says hotel demand has returned to 95% of pre-pandemic levels with over 70, 760,000 rooms booked last week wrap your brains around that for a second seven hundred and sixty thousand rooms booked last week that's a lot of that's a lot of rooms that's a lot of kachings and these are not like 59 dollar rooms i mean brooklyn new york at the hotels in brooklyn new york guys you understand i'm 54 years old if you told me when I was 24 years old, 30 years ago, that there would be this huge supply of hotels and, and, and demand, I should say, of hotels in New York, in Brooklyn, New York, for 500 bucks a night, 600 bucks, I'd be like, I don't know. I think that's wishful thinking. And it was wishful thinking, but you know what? 
it has happened. Um, so that is great. And before I go to our final guest of the day, Ms. Marjorie Goldsmith, I want to give a big shout out to my son, Arthur Idala the third, who tomorrow, nope, Thursday, well, tomorrow's last day of school. Yay. That's his big line. And then Thursday is, uh, it's not called graduation. It's called a happening from kindergarten. But this morning, this is what he woke me up to when I came down for breakfast. He said, daddy, watch this. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 28, and he kept going. He's five years old. Then he went 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. I'm like, whoa, Arturo, knocking it out of the park. I mean, I could tell you for a fact when I was five. Wait, Diana, Diana, I want you to come here. Where is Diana? She's a mother of four. When your kids were in kindergarten, they could count by twos to 100? For sure. Okay, I, I definitely could not. I, oh, she's being a wise girl. Do you remember that? I'm serious. Because well, I, and and by, by the fives counting to two hundred by fives, I I don't ever remember doing that. I don't. I went to Arthur's classroom in in kindergarten, and they have like desks and tables and pens and pads. When I was in kindergarten, it was like blocks and cars. Be with you, Diana's being honest. Asked, since I asked, I think it's terrible. Diana thinks it's terrible that in kindergarten, kindergarten that they're. I agree. All right, if I didn't have a guest, I'd pull Diana onto the seat with a microphone. Bye, good night, Diana. Margie Goldsmith, it's Arthur Idala. Are you on the line with us? I am, Arthur. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. You are just a cool New York City cat. I know you, you played, did you play live music last night at the Village? Yes, at the Red Lion. And tell us what you uh, played, the, the little blues jazz jam? It was. It was blues. Well, usually every other Monday night at the Red Lion, there's a blues jam, and it's an open mic jam, and you sign up for it. But during COVID, to keep myself from going crazy, I decided to do the hardest thing I could do, and that was try to write some blues songs. It is very difficult. So I wrote 10 eventually, and then I thought, well, why don't you make a CD? You know, you don't have any other life. So I called Rick Estrin, who's a fantastic harp player. He's got an extraordinary band. His band is Rick Estrin and the Nightcats. And I said, can I hire you guys as session musicians and record this album? And Rick said, sure, which shocked me. You know, you want to record an album with an amateur, but they're session musicians as well as band members. So they said, come out to Graceland. I said, Graceland? I'm thinking Memphis. You know, what, what are we doing with Elvis? He said, no, no, no. It's Greaseland, and it's in San Jose, and it's this wonderful, funky, greasy studio where some of the best music is made today. So we recorded the album, and then I thought, well, let's let's play it in public. When, next time you guys are passing through New York when you're touring on the East Coast, come on, let's play the album. And they said, fine. And we were going to do it on January 3rd, which was my birthday. It was going to be my birthday CD release. And, of course, COVID hit, so we had to cancel it. And we did it last night. It was the most fun night I've ever had in my life. Well, I, these guys uh, are extraordinary musicians. So, Margie Goldsmith, what I will tell you is when I was 16, 17, 18, and I was playing at the Bitter End and uh, Kenny's Castaways, which is playing? no look at the Bitter End. I was the lead singer of a band called Rapid Pulse. Uh, we're going to hear a uh-huh. Rapid Pulse song on Thursday at the end. We wrote all our own music. It was like rough, danceable pop rock. And um, right. 
I I was in the, the height of hormonal uh, life, 16, 17, 18, and I remember jumping up and down on, on the stage, and my best friend, Christopher Glenn, was the bass player, and I remember passing by him while I was singing, and I, was, I said, Glenn, this is better than sex, because <laughs> I, was, I was having so much fun on the screen. Um, Margie Goldsmith, you wrote a book about the 30 master harmonica players. Um, yeah. So uh, who are the master harmonica players? I mean, is it Bruce Springsteen who jams on his harmonica no, 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 every time no, he can? No, 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 no. He, he can barely play harp. Um, these are serious harmonica players like Howard Levy, Joe Felisco, Todd Parrott, Jason Ritchie, um, Delbert Jason Ritchie. All right. Charlie McCoy. So we got we to gotta, right. and, uh, and uh, we don't call them harmonicas. We call it harp. That's what we're going with. We call it harp. We call it harp, but, you know, those who don't know call it a harmonica. Some people call it a, a pocket organ. Others call it a, a Mississippi saxophone. It's got a lot of and, names. And uh, Margie Goldsmith, do you play the pocket organ? I do. I do. And I love uh, it. It's fun. I mean, it's not my vocation. It's my hobby. Okay. I well, it's a- on it about 11 years ago because I thought I was traveling around the world to 141 different countries, and all I could do was say hello and goodbye and thank you in every language. And I thought, I can't communicate with these people. And the kids were laughing at me, you know, who is this girl walking around with Gore-Tex on? And I thought, if I could play a harmonica, I could play to these kids. So I went to a harmonica jam camp in Mississippi, picked up the instrument, could barely play it, but that didn't stop me, and kept going, got a harmonica teacher here. Actually, he's in Wales. You'd think, what does the guy in Wales know about the blues? Everything. And then I called Honer, and I said, listen, I'm traveling to these third world countries. Why don't you give me like 30 harmonicas each trip I go, and I can bring them to the classrooms and teach kids how to blow, you know, blow in and out on the harmonica. They loved it. They've been supplying harmonicas ever since. You get to communicate. You know, music is a universal language. I'm with you, Margie. We are running out of time. I know you're going to Sicily, one of my favorite places in the world. So have a great trip. Thank you for what you're doing for kids around the world. Thank you for playing music. We need music. Music makes the world go round. Margie Goldsmith, she look for her book, Masters of the Harmonica. And everyone, turn on the TV tonight, CBS Channel 2. Uh, watch the, the governor's debate so you can make the most informed decision you can in the Democratic primary as to who should be the next governor or at least the next uh, candidate for the Democratic Party. I hope you had a fun show tonight from Bernie Carrick. To uh, Margie Goldsmith, we had a lot of fun here, and um, we're going to have more fun tomorrow. So tune back in. Bye-bye. Like the fellow once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.